Part three of When Mother Lets Us Cook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. When Mother Lets Us Cook by Constance Johnson. Part three. Wets and dries. Have one bowl for liquids, put dries in another, and just before cooking, mix all up together. Meatloaf. One pound chopped raw beef. Four white crackers. Half cup cream or milk, or some evaporated cream. One egg. One teaspoonful salt. Butter. Rolling pin and board. Mixing bowl. Wooden spoon. Teaspoon. Measuring cup. Baking dish. Take four white crackers. Any simple, unsweetened cracker will do. Roll them into fine crumbs with your rolling pin. Put them in a bowl with one teaspoonful of salt. Leave out some of the crumbs to put on top of your loaf. Break an egg into the bowl and mix well with the cracker crumbs, using a wooden spoon. Put into the bowl one pound of finely chopped raw beef and mix again. Measure half a cup of cream and pour over the mixture. You can instead use four tablespoonfuls of unsweetened evaporated cream. If you use milk, add to it one tablespoonful of melted butter before you pour it on the meat. Mix the whole together again, and turn into your baking dish, molding it into a loaf with a spoon. Sprinkle over the top the rest of your cracker crumbs, and a tablespoonful of butter broken into little pieces. Bake in a moderate oven for about twenty-five minutes, until the meat is nicely browned on top. Serve hot or cold, if possible, in the dish in which the loaf was cooked. Birthday cake. Two heaping tablespoonfuls butter. Six heaping tablespoonfuls sugar. Half cup milk. One and a half cups flour. Half a lemon. Two eggs. Two teaspoonfuls baking powder. Three mixing bowls. Wooden spoon. Measuring cup. Tablespoon. Teaspoon. Egg beater. Baking pan. Flour sifter. Lemon squeezer. Knife. Take two eggs, break them carefully, and put the whites in one bowl and the yolks in another. Beat the whites first so as not to soil your beater, and then beat the yolks. Put six heaping tablespoonfuls of granulated sugar in a third bowl. Add to this two heaping tablespoonfuls of butter, which has been softened by warming it on the stove. Beat the butter and sugar together with a wooden spoon until they are well mixed and light. Add the yolks of the eggs and beat again for five minutes. Add half teaspoonful of salt. Sift some flour and measure one and a half cupfuls into the empty bowl. Have ready half a cup of milk. Cut a lemon in half and squeeze one half carefully through a squeezer on the sugar and egg and butter. Mix them together with a spoon. Now add your flour and milk a little at a time and beat the whole until it is quite smooth and free from lumps. Before doing anything more, examine your oven, and if you want to make a loaf cake, have a moderate oven. If you are going to make little cakes, you will want a hot one. Butter your tins well, using either a big tin for loaf cake, or a muffin tin for little ones. Measure two teaspoonfuls of baking powder, and add them to the dough. Last of all, add the beaten whites of the eggs, Mix them in with a fork, and turn the dough at once into the buttered tin.
Never let cake dough stand after the baking powder is in it. If you bake it in one loaf, it will take about three quarters of an hour. Twenty minutes is generally right for small cakes. Use the straw test when you think your cake is done, but do not keep opening the oven door. Do not open it at all for some time after the cake is in. When it is done, turn out onto a plate to cool. Oven Doors Never slam the oven door. Cakes will fall to rise no more. Hilda's Johnny Cake One egg, one cup flour, one third of a cup cornmeal, one quarter of a cup sugar, two teaspoonfuls baking powder, half a teaspoonful salt, one tablespoonful melted butter, three quarters of a cup milk, butter or lard for greasing pan, measuring cup, teaspoon, baking tin, egg beater, mixing bowl, tablespoon, flour sifter. Measure one cupful of white flour and one third of a cup of yellow cornmeal. Be sure your flour and meal are sifted before you measure them. Add a quarter cup of granulated sugar, two teaspoonfuls of baking powder, and a half teaspoonful of salt. Mix them up well with a spoon, or sift them once more altogether. Get your baking tin and grease it carefully. Be sure that your oven is all right. Break an egg into a bowl and beat it with an egg beater. Mix it in with the dry things. Then add about three quarters of a cup of milk, and add one tablespoonful of melted butter. You may need more milk, you may need less. You want enough to moisten the flour so that it will form a dough that you can drop into the pan. Mix the milk in as fast as you can, but thoroughly, so that your dough will be smooth. Pour into the buttered tin, and bake in a moderate oven. It is better to have a shallow pan. Your dough should be only about one inch thick before it is cooked. Bake it about twenty minutes, or until it is brown. Use straw test. Do not open the oven door for at least ten minutes after your pan is in the oven. Blueberry Muffins Half a cupful sugar One egg Half a cupful milk Teaspoonful baking powder One tablespoonful butter One cupful flour One cupful blueberries Half a teaspoonful salt Measuring cup Two mixing bowls Wooden spoon Teaspoon tablespoon, muffin tin, flour sifter. Put a half cupful of granulated sugar into a bowl. Break two eggs into the bowl and beat the sugar and eggs together with a wooden spoon. Melt one tablespoonful of butter on the stove and mix it in with the eggs and sugar. Sift some flour into your measuring cup until you have one cupful. Add to this one half teaspoonful of salt and one teaspoonful of baking powder. Sift together into the bowl with the eggs and sugar and butter. See that your oven is hot, and butter your muffin tins. Measure one cupful of blueberries, put them in a bowl, and pick them over. Wash them, if necessary, but it is better only to wipe them with a cloth. Measure half cup of milk, and add this gradually to the flour mixture. Beat it with your wooden spoon as you mix in the milk. When you have beaten the mixture so that it is smooth and light, 
put in the cupful of blueberries, and mix it all together thoroughly. Pour into your buttered tins, filling them half full. Bake in a quick oven for about fifteen minutes. Use the straw test. Do not open the oven door for at least ten minutes after your muffins are in the oven. When the muffins are done, turn them out on a plate. Katie's Gingerbread One egg, half a cup brown sugar, two tablespoonfuls butter, bacon fat, one cup black molasses, two cups flour, half a teaspoonful salt, one teaspoonful cinnamon, half a teaspoonful allspice, half a teaspoonful ginger, one cup boiling water, one teaspoonful cooking soda, teaspoon, tablespoon, wooden stirring spoon, measuring cup, two mixing bowls, egg beater, flour sifter, saucepan, baking pan, spatula. Take a fresh egg and break it carefully into a large bowl. Beat it with an egg beater until it is very stiff. Pour half a cupful of brown sugar into the egg and mix well. Put two tablespoonfuls of butter and some bacon fat into a pan and melt them together on the stove. Use enough bacon fat to give you, with the butter, a half cupful of melted grease. Stir this in with the sugar and egg. Before you do anything more, be sure that the oven is hot, and that you have ready a good-sized shallow baking pan, smeared on the inside with butter. Put a cup of black molasses into the mixture and beat for two minutes with a wooden spoon. Take another bowl and sift into it with a flour sifter, two cups of flour, half teaspoonful of salt, one heaping teaspoonful of cinnamon, half a teaspoonful of allspice, and half a teaspoonful of ginger. Stir this slowly into the mixture in the first bowl and beat for three minutes. If it is not thick and stiff, sift a little more flour, perhaps a quarter of a cup, and add it, mixing well. Dissolve a teaspoonful of cooking soda in a cup of boiling water. Put this quickly into the other mixture, and beat again for three minutes. Now pour it all into your buttered pan, and set it carefully into the hot oven. Don't leave the oven door open longer than you can help. Bake for about twelve minutes, and use the straw test to see if it is done. Gingerbread should be carefully loosened from the pan with a flexible knife, called a spatula, and turned onto a big plate to cool. Do not cut it, but break it. Gingerbread Pudding Bake some gingerbread according to the preceding recipe, but use a small deep tin, so that you will have a thick loaf. Serve this fresh and hot with a vanilla sauce. The sauce is made as follows. Vanilla Sauce Break an egg into a bowl. Beat it hard with an egg beater. Stir into it half a pint of milk and one tablespoonful of sugar. Put into a saucepan and cook over a slow fire, stirring all the time in the same direction. Take it off when it begins to thicken, and before it comes to a boil. Add seven drops of vanilla and stir well. Serve it hot with the gingerbread. Sifting and Stirring Sift your flour before you measure. A wooden stirring spoon's a treasure. Tea Party Biscuit One cup flour, one teaspoonful baking powder, half a cup milk or water, quarter teaspoonful salt, four teaspoonfuls butter or lard, flour sifter, 
measuring cup, wooden spoon, teaspoons, mixing bowl, flour board and rolling pin, biscuit cutter, baking tin, spatula. Sift some flour into a cup until it is full. Add to this one teaspoonful of baking powder and quarter of a teaspoonful of salt. Sift again together into a bowl. Take four teaspoonfuls of butter or lard and rub it into your flour with your fingers. There must be no lumps of butter left, but the whole mixture should be dry and crumbly. Butter a shallow baking tin. Get out your flour board and sift a little flour on it. This is to prevent your dough sticking to the board when you roll it out. Sift some on the rolling pin, too. After everything is ready, add your half cup of milk to the flour and mix it in quickly with a spoon. Turn the soft dough onto your board and roll it out with the rolling pin. Always roll the dough away from you. Roll it very lightly, without pressing hard on the rolling pin. When you have a sheet of dough about half an inch thick, cut out round pieces with a cutter. Use one about as large as a napkin ring. Do this quickly. With a spatula, lift the round pieces, carefully so as not to break them, and lay them on the buttered tin. They must not quite touch each other. Bake in a fairly hot oven for 15 minutes. The biscuit must be brown on top, and about one and one-half inches high when done. Saturday Cookies Three tablespoonfuls butter. Three-quarters of a cup sugar. Six teaspoonfuls rich milk. A quarter teaspoonful soda. A quarter teaspoonful salt. A half teaspoonful vanilla. One egg. One and a half cups of flour. Saucepan. Measuring cup. Tablespoon and teaspoon. Wooden spoon. Spatula. Mixing bowls. Shallow baking tins. Flour sifter. Flour board and rolling pin cookie cutter, egg beater. Measure three tablespoonfuls of butter and put it in a saucepan on the stove to melt. Put three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar in a mixing bowl and add the melted butter, rubbing them together well with a wooden spoon. Add to this half a teaspoonful of vanilla extract. Break an egg into another bowl and beat it with an egg beater until it is quite light. Add this to the butter and sugar and beat together with a spoon. Before doing anything more, get your board and rolling pin ready, and butter your baking tins. See that your oven is hot. Dissolve a quarter of a teaspoonful of cooking soda in a tablespoonful of hot water. Sift some flour, and measure one and a half cupfuls into a bowl. Sift this again with a quarter of a teaspoonful of salt. Add six teaspoonfuls of rich milk to your soda water, and add this to your first mixture, at the same time adding the flour. Mix it well as you put in the flour and milk, so that your dough may not be lumpy. Sift a little flour onto your board and rolling pin, so that the dough will not stick to either, and turn the dough onto the board. Roll it out with the rolling pin until it is very thin, less than half an inch. Always roll away from yourself. Now cut the thin sheet of dough with a cookie cutter, and when it is all cut, lift the pieces carefully with a spatula, and put them on the buttered tins, so that they will not touch each other. Bake in a hot oven for about 15 minutes. They should get a little brown. Use the straw test. Turn the cookies onto a plate to cool. Junket 1 quart milk, 
two tablespoonfuls powdered sugar, one teaspoonful vanilla extract, one tablespoonful liquid rennet, mixing bowl, tablespoon, teaspoon. Put a quart of milk into a mixing bowl, and stir into it two tablespoonfuls of powdered sugar and one teaspoonful of vanilla extract. Measure one tablespoonful from a bottle of liquid rennet, which can generally be bought at a drug store or any large grocery store. Add this to the milk, stir it well, and pour the whole into little glasses or into cups or a glass bowl. Set this in a warm room until the milk has become firm, like custard. Then put it in the ice chest until you are ready to eat it. In summer do not make it more than two hours before you are going to eat it. It can be served with sugar and cream, or with any cold fruit or chocolate sauce. This makes enough for five people. Bread and Butter Rule Butter your bread before you slice, if you want your sandwich nice. School Sandwiches To make good sandwiches, it is necessary to have bread that is at least a day old, a sharp knife, and soft butter. Soften your butter by putting it in a dish at the back of the stove for a few minutes. Butter your loaf of bread before cutting off each slice, and cut the slices thin. Lay the buttered slices neatly together and trim off the crusts. Various fillings can be used, any kind of cold meat, chopped up fine, cheese, jam, jelly, or slices of hard-boiled egg. You can make a most delicious sandwich out of thin slices of brown bread with a filling of the cottage cheese on page 67. Cottage cheese mixed with a little jam is a delicious filling for white bread sandwiches. A slice of plain cake and a slice of buttered bread together make a very good combination. Fairy salad. One head lettuce, sugar, one orange, dishpan, sharp knife, cloth. Choose a nice head of lettuce, one that has no faded leaves and that seems solid. Carefully pull the leaves from the stem so that the tender white ends will come off too. Cut off the flat white root if it is headed lettuce. Most people do not like it. Throw away any tough or faded leaves and put the tender fresh leaves into a dishpan filled with cold water. Leave the lettuce in this for half an hour or more, then take it out and shake off the water carefully. Sometimes you may need to use a cloth to dry the leaves. Take an orange, slice it with a sharp knife, and cut off the skin. Try not to lose any juice. Put the lettuce leaves into a dish, lay the orange slices on them, and sprinkle the whole with half a cup of granulated sugar. Put the bowl in the ice closet for a short time, and serve very soon. If you have a big orange, it is better to cut the slices in small pieces. Lemonade Two lemons, ten teaspoonfuls granulated sugar, four cupfuls water, lemon squeezer, measuring cup, teaspoon, pitcher, knife. Cut two lemons in half and squeeze the juice into a pitcher with a lemon squeezer. Add to this ten teaspoonfuls of granulated sugar and stir it until the sugar is dissolved. Add four cupfuls of cold water, and mix it well. This will make four glasses of plain lemonade. If you want more, add the juice of half a lemon, two teaspoonfuls sugar, and one cup water for each glass. 
it is very nice to add to the lemonade any fruit or berries in season. Cut bananas or oranges or peaches, etc., into slices. Berries should be crushed with a little sugar. Peas and Cues Two cupfuls make a pint, in short, four even cupfuls make a quart. And folks have found this saying sound, A pint's a pound, the world around. Cottage Cheese A pint or more of sour milk. Salt Tablespoonful fresh milk Glass milk bottle or pitcher Mixing bowl Half yard of white cheesecloth If your mother will let you have some sour milk or cream, it is very easy to make cottage cheese. Put the sour milk into a glass milk bottle or pitcher and let it stand in a warm room until it begins to curd, that is, until the thick part is very thick and lumpy and there is a little thin liquid at the bottom. This may take twelve hours, or it may take as much as two days. Then stand the bottle at the back of the stove to heat slowly for fifteen or twenty minutes until the thick part and the liquid are entirely separate. Now take a piece of white cheesecloth, as big as a table napkin, lay this over a bowl, and pour the whole mixture into the cloth. Gather up the corners of the cheesecloth and tie them together, making a sort of loose bag. Let this hang suspended over the bowl for twenty-four hours, thus allowing the thin liquid to drip away, and the cheese to dry. The water in the bowl can be thrown away or given to the dog. It is good for him. Take the firm ball of cheese out of its bag, put it in a dish, and just before you want to serve it, soften it by mixing into it a tablespoonful of fresh milk, into which you have put a pinch of salt. This ought to be nicer cheese than you can buy at any store, and is very good eaten with jam and bread and butter. Clam Broth One pint soft clams, salt, pepper, one tablespoonful butter, cold water, a large soup pot, strainer, bowl. Put one pint of fresh soft clams into a large pot, and pour enough cold water over them to cover them. Stand the pot on a hot part of the stove until the water boils up hard. Take the pot off, and strain the water and juice through a fine strainer into a bowl. The clams are very nice to eat just as they are, with salt and pepper and butter, but if you do not care for them they can be given to the cat or dog, who will probably appreciate them. Put into the broth one teaspoonful of salt, and a quarter of a teaspoonful of pepper, and one tablespoonful of butter. Put it back into the pot, and stand on the stove to get really hot again, but do not let it boil up. Serve hot. This makes enough broth for eight people. End of Part 3 Read by Kara Schallenberg on July 26, 2008 in San Diego, California